Welcome to the Pre-Game Ritual Fantasy Football Podcast, Episode 5. Let's hop right in. (laughs) (laughs) But there we go, got it going. (laughs) So this is PGR, Episode 5, and ironically we're going to be talking about Leonard Fournette, Tommy's first round pick again. (laughs) And uh... You know, what's crazy is, is Tommy always seems to be the topic of the conversation to start off these episodes. He fucking rambles on for 20 minutes straight. Yeah, no, but this time it's actually positive, so we spent the last the last time just shitting on him, and uh, now it's it looks like he's laughing, and I'm the one crying with what just happened with Swift, too, with AP getting signed. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, so today we're, we're going to get into, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Fournette, where Tommy feels his team is. Um, then stardom situms, some things that are happening around the NFL, and uh, and then we're gonna take some week one hot takes uh, at the very end. So stick around; should be an entertaining one. But uh, Tommy, what are, what are your feelings right now about Fournette? All right, so being that uh, Fournette was again my first pick of the draft, a lot of people didn't <laughs> like it. Uh, turns out that it actually worked out for me. Um, I drafted him. That being that he was going to be the workhorse in Jacksonville, yeah, it was a bad team, but they were going to feed him the ball. Get you know he's going to have all the goal line touches. You couldn't even name who his backup was. Um, now he's in a situation where uh, he's going to be playing for one of the most high-powered offenses in the league, and all it does is really help Fournette, uh, Fournette's fantasy situation. Um, for me. Uh, Talking about Fournette in total, I feel that this is – he's going to get off to a slow start. He didn't get to play uh, with the team in training camp. Um, however, I do feel that it better helps the situation in the long term. I think he still finishes as a top 10 uh, running back. I think he just gets more PPR points. Uh, Joe? Yeah, Joe's over here cracking up for <laughs> Tommy. For me? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, I liked it when um, initially uh, when he went there. I thought Tommy, his team of running backs got even more powerful. Yeah, what were those? Frickin- <laughs> you know, after uh, what were those? After frickin- uh, Arian said about Rojo starting, I was a little bit. Um, Free, but I don't think it's gonna last long. Yo, what nah. were those freaking things in uh in Finding Nemo? It was the fucking birds. They're like, mine, 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 mine. That's Tommy with running backs, grabbing yeah. them all up. Well, <laughs> we did me? actually, if uh, for our fellow listeners out there, anybody that pays attention to the podcast and and the uh, the news and notes that we go over uh, frequently, we did tell you that Leonard Fournette. One of the reasons why I did draft him, I think he had opportunity for trade. Uh, we spoke about it last week. Ironically, literally the next morning, I wake up to a million text messages that Fournette gets released. So I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. You know, uh, It actually worked out in my favor. Uh, he went to a team that, uh, like I said, is one of the more high-powered offenses in the league. They got Gronk, O.J. Howard, Godwin. Um, all they're doing is adding another piece, another volatile piece to that offense. Uh, I think he's going to get the goal line work. I don't think Rojo's going to be the starter after week three. Yeah, no, nah, and Rojo it has no value at all after after like being an early down back. Uh, pass catching, he just wasn't that great. Um, they released Dare Ogun or Dare, sorry, Ogun Bawali, which you know that move. 
is actually pretty bold yeah. because he was their special teams captain. Right, that guy was right. a contributor. He, got, he just got signed. I think. That's I feel like that that to Raiders. me. Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. Raiders mm-hmm. got him. That yep. and that to me is is showing that Tampa Bay is very confident in their offense, where they don't think they're going to be uh, punting a lot, and they don't think they're going to be using uh, yeah. Dari Ogunbowale's yeah, uh, values. I think, and they replace him with Keyshawn Vaughn. So obviously, they want to keep the guy on. Um, he's definitely probably a part of their future. But Fournette for for the short term with with Brady, it's going to be a deadly combination. They'll probably have. Shady McCoy catch a couple passes as a third down yeah, back. They, they do have a solid running back core. Their offensive lines improved. They got they got great pass. As far as pass blocking, McCoy can do it all. We already seen that. And um, Fournette's a good pass blocker. Fournette's decent. Yeah, that's why it's 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 pretty big this signing actually for Brady. Besides for looking at. I guess not looking too much at Fournette's value because you. I kind of I feel like it's it's kind of like a. It kind of evens out itself because where he won't be on the field all the time, they'll certainly spare him. He's going to have a lot better opportunities to run behind a Correct. better line yeah. on a better offense. Also, it's less wear and tear on him because less when he was on the Jaguars, he was the guy all the time. And now, he's not playing from behind anymore. No, and that too. Nope. And he's going to be a huge asset for the Bucks. And it's just, honestly, it's it's a it's kind of almost like a a relief, a, a sigh of relief for him. Knowing that he's got, he's gonna share workload. He's he's just gonna by by week four he's gonna be the guy, but like but yet again sharing carries. So we yeah. all kind of agree that he's not gonna be he's not gonna be as good as we think he's gonna be right away. It's gonna take him a little time to adjust to the offense. But once that that sets in, I think he's set for a top ten uh, running back this year. Yeah, because so here's the thing, and I don't know if you guys agree with me is. So overall, I think from the start, if we're going to see one is, instead of being the workhorse, he's going to see a decrease probably in his, his uh, catches as far as getting actual receptions. Correct. So in PPR, that's where his value will go down, which mostly is a PPR now anyway. Um, and then, but on the other side, while his touches will go down in the beginning, short term, Bruce Arians historically plays the hot hand. Correct. And he has he's done it in the past. At the Cardinals, he did it. Um, so and that's where David Johnson came from because they had Andre Ellington still, and he was their guy, and he he was playing at first for them. Chris Johnson, he Chris used. Johnson. Mm-hmm. So it, Bruce Arians likes having one back. He he doesn't really you know they say what they want about committee and all this. He likes having one back and and then a guy to spell him out as a change of pace. So I think that's going to be Fournette, and I think that's going to be McCoy. I think Rojo gets pushed out. I agree, honestly, because he's just not as skilled as yeah, as no. either of them. He, and honestly, he had his he had his shot last year, and he didn't he didn't perform very well. Mm-hmm. So we're all kind of thinking, mostly by like week three or four. Um, again, high powered offense. We think Leonard Fournette's going to get the first down, second down, third and short uh, positions where they're third and ten. Um, you know. Third and five or more, uh, I would say LaShawn McCoy kind of steps up, becomes that PPR out of the backfield, dump ball for Brady. Uh, I think we can all kind of agree. The goal line work, hands down, is going to go to Leonard Fournette. I don't think yeah. anybody really takes that away from him. Yeah. Um, so for those that are drafting uh, this week before, uh, finally, football is back on Thursday, um, 
where do you guys predict Leonard Fournette being drafted? Because I just did a draft. Shout out again to my boy PGR Tuna. Me and him did a draft together last night. Um, and we were looking and Leonard Fournette was available in like the fourth, fifth round. Uh, do you think people are shying away from him? Or do you, do you think the stock is kind of where it is? Is he rising? You know, it's, it's tricky because, see, you took him in the first round. And he was a fourth to fifth round pick in most other leagues. Right. Um, I think right now people are shying away from him. But if it was me, I'm taking him in in the third round. If I, I think see him. third is probably where he sits right yeah, now. Yeah. If I if I see him in the third round, I'm grabbing him. Um, I would have grabbed him. I guess I wouldn't have grabbed him over DJ Moore because I'm very high on DJ Moore with my draft personally. But um. Say I, I did see him around, say I didn't grab Godwin and I ended up grabbing DJ Moore earlier because I was prepared to grab Moore in the second round, I would have grabbed Leonard Fournette in the third, 100%. Um, you know, him him and Connor, actually, I, I'm very, I was, I was, uh, I'm, I'm high on Fournette right now. I'm really high on Connor. Um, but I think right now they could give you the same kind of value. I think Connor and Fournette are going to be uh, easy top 10 running backs. This so year. who are you drafting? In the third round, if Connor and Fournette are both available, Connor and Fournette are both available, and you and let's I'm, just say you you don't your situation your draft ended where you have to take a running back that round. Yeah, I think I'm still taking Connor. Um, just because they came out, he's a workhorse again. It's it's obvious. Um, the Steelers' offensive line is always good. Uh, Big Ben's back. Their offense is going to be looking for something. Um, they have a very talented receiving core, and not just not just A B and a bunch of scrubs. They have three all around pretty decent guys. Now, yeah, uh, yeah. with Claypool, Johnson, they're gonna be a good Juju. offense. They're gonna be they're gonna be a pretty good offense. It's gonna be hard to cover them. Um, there's no superstar, I don't think, on their team, really. But um, I think that kind of helps Connor, though. I, I think that's why I think it helps because you're gonna still be wanting to feed Connor the ball against a great offensive line. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm still taking Connor. Uh, Fournette, I do, I'm taking him very high. I would take Fournette if Connor wasn't there in the third round, no matter what. He would be my third round pick, I think. Uh, just because, you know, he's, it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Hopefully, uh, it's not overhyped like the Browns. Yeah. Well, I, so, I, I was going to say that I, I think that the talent on Tampa Bay over the Browns, I just think that the hype with. Bruce Arians, Tom Brady. Start with the quarterback. Yeah. Start where start no, yeah, with the and that's Tom the Brady's Tom, Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield. And I'll take I'll take Tom Brady this age over Baker Mayfield at, on not fantasy wise, on my actual football team, one hundred percent every time. Correct. Because Tom Brady is a is a culture changing guy. He comes in and it's just different. And you can see it, all these guys are respecting him. And but Tom Brady comes in and he's got the attitude that he wants to learn. Like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin literally sat down with with Brady and they went over the playbook with him like the first few weeks that they were there in training camp and they met up and everything. He's earned it, but he demands respect. He demands uh everybody to take responsibility for their role and I think mm-hmm. that helps Leonard Fournette also. Yeah. And um, again, if Fournette can seize the entire workhorse role, Tom Brady loves checkdowns as well. Those all and and Bruce Arians is going to be throwing the ball. That's his that's is his game. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be huge. I think this is huge for Fournette, honestly. I think it, it definitely ups his draft stock. Anybody who's avoiding him is clueless. I think it's – you can right now. It's, it's big. Yeah, he he like went mixed. I feel like it's mixed so people 
being too scared to take him because of a, of the crowded backfield and also with the with Bruce Arians saying that Ronald Jones is the, is the starter. Ah, it's just talk. But it, it, but yeah, again, yeah, I think it's just talk. It's the I same think. thing as Malcolm Brown being the starter for the Rams. It's just talk right now. <clears throat> yeah, you know. Um, I think so. Continuing on the four net path here, uh, I kind of want to go into stardoms and situms. Um, my stardom for uh, week one is James Conner. He's on my team. I'm starting him in my flex spot. Uh, they're playing the the New York Giants Monday Night Football. Uh, James Conner's going to have a lot of opportunity, um, being that it's, you know, the Giants, they have a weaker defense. That's a weaker part of their team. Um, the Steelers have a great offensive line against a weak defense. Very um, weak defense. Yeah, I, I see James Conner uh, finishing in the top six, seven running backs for week one. I think even even higher than that. Yeah, I, I, think he's top, I think he's top three this week. He's going to score yeah, this the whole the Steelers offense as a whole should kill it. Um yeah, I, I agree with that as a stardom big time. Um and it, again, they came out he's literally the only guy. They said he's a 3 down back. Right. So, right. He's going to get the PPR, he's going to get the goal line, he's going to get first, second, third down uh again against a weak defense. Uh continuing like I said with Fournette, uh he's actually my sit Um uh, I drafted him in the first round. Um like we said, it's going to take him a little bit of time to adjust to the new offense. He didn't get much training camp in with the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. They're also playing against New Orleans, uh, who's coming off a strong year. They have a strong defensive line. We're not 100% sure how the offensive line is going to work out with the Bucks. We think we're all assuming that it's going to be good. Uh, but I just don't, I don't trust starting Leonard Fournette right now over especially over a player that I also have on my roster, James Conner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that too. And um, I think they are going to give him the ball, though, a few times because he's still going to get some handoff plays, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to, you know, test They're going to work him in. Yeah, they're going to work him so in. So he, like, you know, if, if he's your only option, yeah, they'll, they'll most likely they'll work him in. I don't think he'll, uh, I don't think he won't play, but he's definitely going to be on a snap count. Yeah. I, I don't see him getting more than, like, Six or seven touches at most. Right now, he's projected eight point four points. On yeah, Yahoo. I don't know. Right, right. I would. I would definitely look for a different option. Play your RB three for now. Um, he's most people's RB twos. Um, that's what he's most people's RB two. And this is where our um, our fantasy advice kind of comes into play. Um, if you guys have been listening to us, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to PGR Lenny. He's a big follower of our podcast. Um, he's, I looked at his team last night. Uh, he's been following us for a little while now. And he's not going to be stuck in a predicament where his RB1 or 2 is Leonard Fournette because he listened to our draft strategies. Uh, he tended to like mine where we do robust RB. Uh, listen to his three running backs. He's got Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Taylor. Jesus. He's got three, two and a half as of now, workhorse running backs. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, diving in and saying, do I have to start Leonard Fournette? Mm -hmm. You know, if you have, if you have three workhorse running backs on your team, your team is set rather than being a guy where you're questionable on who you're going to start. Yeah. And I, I would even say like, if, if you have Fournette and you know, you were more shallow on running backs, like, like me or James were, 
Um, You're forced to start him. I, no, I, I would say even a guy like James White right now, I would start over Fournette. I think I think he's going to be somebody who's really underrated. Um, who else is like a borderline running back play? Uh, Singletary. Singletary is pretty borderline. He's kind of risky. Lev Bell. Lev Bell, yeah. I mean, these guys, Most people, I, drafted people are starting these players. Too. You know what I mean? Like, these are your running backs. Yeah. That, if you especially did not go running back early, like Lenny decided to listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you decided, like, a lot of us in this room did not go running back heavy. And you guys, we, we all admittedly said our flaws about our team. And if you didn't yeah. go running back heavy, your flaw is you, running back. Your flaw is running back. And yep. are you, Leonard Fournette may be one of those guys for you. It's not for anybody here because I have him. But <clears throat> if you went wide receiver, wide receiver, and your your RB1 is Fournette, you're not going to feel comfortable, whereas other players that have four running backs, f- five running backs, mm-hmm. they have that ability to start other guys. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. And that's why it helps out a lot going going robust RB. But again, you can't, you don't feel forced to start Fournette just because of the name. I think he's definitely a, 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 he's a definite sit. Definite sit week one. Um, J.K. Dobbins, that's what it was. What I was thinking of. I would, a J.K. Dobbins is a lot of people were thinking he's risky. I, I don't think there's any risk in starting J.K. Dobbins if you have Fournette, or if you have another running back like Montgomery as your RB two and Montgomery's hurt. Hopefully, he plays. if you have Dobbins, I would I would start Dobbins. I, I think agree. he's I think he's going to be solid PPR back too. Um. Yeah, White, White, Dobbins, Singletary, um, any of these guys who are like those RB three, RB two, borderline guys, and you, you know, you're not sure if you should start them over Fournette. I would definitely go for it. I'm sure there's a few others I just can't think of. Right Let me now. ask you a question: Who are you starting week one, Melvin Gordon or Leonard Fournette? Right now, Gordon only because he's he's fully healthy. Um. If I had to choose both, or you're saying I have both of those guys. You on have both daily those basis. guys on a daily basis. You're starting week one, and, my and your f- running backs are weak, and you got to start one of those. Guys. Well, I'd obviously, I'd obviously, uh, I would obviously flex one of them normally too. But so um, let's just say it's your flex. Let, let, let's say it's your flex position. The rest of your team is solid. You don't know who to start, Melvin Gordon or Lester Fournette. Fournette. I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon, but um, I would say normally it'd definitely be Fournette. Right. I think Fournette's I, I would say Melvin Gordon. Um, so that's our start and sit this week for running backs. Uh, if you guys want, we have – we're going to – every week we're going to be putting our waiver wires out here on the podcast, our start and sit just one mm-hmm. from each position. Um, and we're also going to have uh, on our website, we're going to have articles up of full start and sit not just one player. We're gonna have a full list of start on the um, Yeah, so we'll we'll be posting that. It'll be under uh, Mook or Must, and because uh, we gotta differ a little bit. Yeah, from uh, some of the mainstream yeah. sources with the Stardom Sitem. So. Correct. So yeah. Mook or Must Mook is or gonna must. be an article we come out with every week. Stardom and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have waiver ads. It's gonna be pretty straightforward. Uh, that'll come out after this week, so we'll make that Monday. Um. But we're going to move on. Uh, what are we doing next? Do to do QBs or do you yeah. want to do? Let's start at the top. Well, quarterback. I'll do quarterbacks. So, uh, again, I'm just going to mention one for stardom and sit him. My stardom this week, I'm going to put Ben Roethlisberger as my stardom. Good choice. Again, Tommy mentioned James Conner. Same type of deal here, uh, except I think it works out even better because the week secondary, even though they just added Logan Ryan, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I think Ben Roethlisberger on Monday night is going to have a huge game. Um, 
you know, he's coming back. Had a lot of time time off. Uh, that's it. I mean, I think he's going to be a big play if you have him in leagues and you're debating on which guy to start. Low-key, what we're not talking about with Ben Roethlisberger is he does enjoy his tight end, and they added yeah. Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, but the thing is they they um, they um always uh, seem to switch their tight ends halfway through the season, too. Yeah, I'm not saying for a fantasy aspect I wouldn't go very high with Eric Ebron. I don't really trust him. And the him. Giants I can't think... cover tight ends historically. Look at Jarwin every time. Yeah. Jarwin's the giant killer. You know, yeah. That guy's yeah, a little He's, different Jason this Jason has but... been the giant killer for the past Decade, yeah. Zach Ertz, Jordan Reed, yeah, anybody. Yeah. You do that. play the Giants. Jar, you get Jar, a Jarwin actually. Um, every time he's played the Giants, Jarwin scored a touchdown. Blake Jarwin. I believe it. You can anyway. look it up. It's uh, they said that stat. I forget who it might have been Collinsworth, but Chris Collinsworth on it was one of the later. It was the second time that the Giants played the Cowboys. Jarwin scored another second touchdown of the season against the Giants, and they dubbed him the Giant Killer. So that's the thing. Giants t- with tight ends is not a good look. Uh, the linebackers for the Giants seem to be weak. That's I don't know why they cut Connolly, which is yeah. odd. Yeah, it was odd. He was picked up immediately too. Blake Martinez is a great addition. Yeah, but I, I liked I liked Connolly. That was an odd drop for them. Also, I. Say the wide receivers on the Steelers this year, a lot of improvement from yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. They got Claypool now. You know, yeah. high Tommy and James are on Claypool. I'm on that train too. Um, Deontay Johnson is looking to improve, uh, and he did really well last year. Um, Juju's Juju. If he's not getting double covered, he'd be a beast. Yeah. All right. So uh, who's your sit him? My sit him. I'm gonna go Joe Burrow. I don't know how many people are actually thinking of starting him, but if you are, if you're looking for a guy, because he may be on the waivers for some people, if you're looking for a guy to stream week one, if you drafted QB late or something, Burrow, I'd say sit him. Uh, He's versing the Los Angeles Chargers. I think they have a really good defense. The Bengals line is not good, and when you have Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, and Linville Joseph running at you, you're going to get sacked. Yeah, and you're gonna start feeling that pressure, absolutely. As the game goes on, also the secondary, the Chargers, they have Chris Harris Jr., Desmond King. They did lose Derwin James, um, but their their defense is pretty stacked. Yeah, but again, we don't know how healthy AJ Green's gonna be. Yeah. Tyler Boyd uh, exactly. seems like has a lot of chemistry with Burrow. Uh, John Ross, he's injury prone. Yeah, and then T. Uh, yeah. Higgins. I'd say who T. Played, Higgins played with yeah. Burrow in college. Right, so. we don't they, know how much he's going to get on the field, though. Yeah, it's just, the, the Browns' defense is nothing to, to play with. I think the Browns' defense is, is solid, too. They're playing them Chargers. week two. Oh, They're oh, playing them week the two oh. on Thursday night yeah. football. So I, Joe Burrow, to me, don't touch him on your waivers. Yeah. I don't know if this is where we're getting at. But I definitely wouldn't touch Joe yeah, Burrow, at least till week three, because the yeah. first two starts for him are going to be very tough. Yeah, definitely. Um, James, you want to do wide receivers? All right, so my receiver stardom is T.Y. Hilton. He's going, he's going up against Jacksonville, who's completely torn apart. They're, they dismantled their whole freaking team. It's so, obvious restart there. So I heard that Phil Rivers and T.Y. Hilton have great chemistry together. He does love to throw the ball. And, and yeah, Rivers loves to throw the ball. Uh, 
I think not. I mean, T. Y. Hilton is is the number one receiver. I don't even know who the number one corner is in Jacksonville. Um. So I think T. Y. Hilton is gonna is gonna ball out. I think the Colts are gonna, are gonna smack smack the, the Jaguars all over the place. You you want to start Paris Paris Campbell, um, Michael Pittman? Yeah. Go ahead too, but T. Y. Hilton is the number one. You take the risk on Pittman. I take the risk on Pittman. Tommy, are you this week one, Pittman? week one, yeah. I was thinking about putting him. In, I I can't put him in. I got Deontay Johnson against the Giants. Robert Woods. I got Robert Woods, who's the safest wide receiver. Again, we go over this every week. Bobby. You know, Bobby Trees is uh, Bobby Trees. <laughs> he's he's the safest player. Solid floor, high high upside. Yeah. Um, and that, the other wide receiver I have is Brandon Cooks, and I'll get into him later. Um, yeah, so if you have T.Y. Hilton on your bench and you don't know if you want to start him or not, I 100% think that you should start him. Um, my sit-em is <laughs> uh, A.J. Brown from the Titans. Uh, it's going to hurt a lot I, of people listening. A lot of people have him, maybe even draft him as a wide their, receiver as their, one or two. Yeah, as their number receiver one or two. But I think that the Broncos defense on a Monday night is is different. Like I just I think that their their defense is too too good. They got Bradley Chubb back. They got Brad. Yeah, they got Bradley Chubb back. They they added AJ Bouye. I just think that. He the Titans are gonna struggle. Tannehill, I really don't think he's a he can even toss the ball. I think last last year with the hype with Tannehill was was garbage. I think that he's he's not he's not a good he's not that great. No, he's just he's just a big improvement over Mariota. Oh, well, apparently. Well, I just think that Mariota wants to run the ball. I think that Tannehill would throw the ball first. But the thing is, is that Tannehill. He went on that good, that great run, but once the playoffs hit, he couldn't do anything. Yeah, he was Tan- all run the ball. Tannehill's definitely more of a disciplined quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I think you're right. I think the Broncos are going to be a very tough uh, defense around the face. Uh, the Titans seem to always start off slow, too. Well, last, and, year, uh, last year, they, they, they showed up the Browns week one. And yeah, but then it was – after that, it was just kind of like, you know, they're – it wasn't. It's never. I feel like it's never until later where the Titans really start looking like, like you know. No, I agree. Like it's that that mid season they they get a spark. They, yep, and that's the Titans. And the same thing with Derrick Henry too. Uh, the guys. I don't know. He always builds up. I think he came out strong, had a little bit of a lull, and then finished with the last like eight games of the season, was killing it every time. Yeah. But that's you know the Titans. That's what they are. You know sometimes you. You go and you have high expectations, and yeah, so I could see that. And AJ Brown too. He he didn't really, you know, it's not like he gets too many receptions either. The whole season he was getting not that many. The Titans are definitely a run first team. AJ yeah. Brown is clearly the number one there, which makes that the problem. That Who too. is their number two? Jonu Smith. Johnny Smith's a tight end. Uh, Who's I mean, their wide receiver, wide receiver, receiver too? Corey, Corey Davis. Davis Corey right, Davis. Yeah, but so he, he's, he's not really a threat. You get what I'm saying? They're going to cover A.J. Brown. They know that's where the ball's going on third yeah, down. Yeah, no. The, for sure, he's going to get covered. Corey Davis can't catch freaking anything. Yeah, he, he's he's struggling. I mean, for for a first-round pick for them, that's that's pretty bad. Um, But, yeah, I, I'd say that A.J. Brown's going to struggle. 
I feel like he's gonna be double cornered. Um, yeah. Plus, with the, with the with the pressure, with, honestly, them losing Jack Conklin is bigger than than what people. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's very it's it's very low under the radar. No one's really seen that as a big issue. I think that with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller rushing the, rushing the sides, they're gonna have they're gonna have a problem. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I'll put it this way: Corey Davis can't catch COVID in Wuhan. That's right. how we'll put it. Right. But um, he's, uh, I think, yeah, that's how, I like John R. Smith actually, um, but again, not this week, um, which actually leads perfectly into tight ends is, um, so my tight ends is as a stardom is going to be Noah Fant. So the, on the opposite side of the ball, same game. I like it. Yeah. Um, as a stardom, as a stardom. Yeah. Uh, I think that Fant's going to be big breakout this year. That's why I drafted him. Um, I actually I have him in two out of three of my leagues, so I'm pretty heavily invested in Fant. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna be good. I think the Titans defense, uh, they're gonna be a little bit better, especially with this clowny thing, which Joe actually PGR Joe predicted. When was that? Back in May. Mm, I think it might May or maybe a little May. Earlier I think it was May. May. Whatever. It was back in back in May that prediction was made. So, but um. So I think they'll have a little bit, you know, they're, they're going to definitely have some pressure on, on Locke because Clowney's, you know, he's a good pass rusher. And uh, it's going to be forced to throw. That's where I think I think fans going to come in. He's going to be that guy. He's going to be the quick, you know, toss right there. Uh, you know, running drag routes and things like that. Seems he's fast. The guy can get open, and he's good at beating those linebackers one-on-one. Um, he's definitely a stardom for me. I don't know what you guys think. But, no, I like I like Noah Fan. Like you said, he's he's definitely going to be a breakout this year if if he gets the volume that's expected. Him and Locke showed some uh, chemistry some towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, being that Judy's there, Cortland Sutton, uh, this guy KJ Hamler they drafted. I, I think there's a lot of mouths to feed, but if you have chemistry with a certain guy, you, that's the guy you want to go to. And the thing is too with the with the whole mouse to feed it, it makes it makes a lot of sense when you talk about it. And you're like, yeah, you know, this the ball's gonna be split, but you got to look at who's gonna be the bigger talent, because at the end of the day, if certain guys are gonna be able to get covered, and the one guy can get open, right, you know, or even then you you double team someone like Judy or or KJ Hamler or Cortland Sutton, you know, these are guys that are gonna be big threats and they're they're known. Those people, the tight ends usually get skipped over. I, That's I, why I like tight ends in, in, in very stacked offenses. I was usually. just going to say the same thing. Yeah. I think the more volume, the better for a tight end because yeah. it leaves him to sneak through the cracks. Yep, and that's why I like it. So anytime I see a high-powered offense with a lot of receivers, I like the tight ends. That's why I think uh, you know, I'm not too high on Gronk and stuff or anything. I just think he's, he's, he's you know, it's going to be whatever. And Gronk, you know. Gronk's Gronk. It's gonna be hard to predict, but he's been out of football. Um, but usually, I I think the tight ends are the people that are kind of undervalued, and then you put them on this stacked offense, and all of a sudden they're getting the ball over these top receivers that are like huge talents. Yeah. Also, Hamler might not play week one. Uh, yeah. He's got a soft tissue injury. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's my stardom, and uh, my sitem is many people are high on this guy and are drafting him as a starter. Um, Austin Hooper. And I think that while he, at the same time the Browns have a very talented offense, 
Um, I just don't think Hooper is going to be targeted that much. I just don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's uh, he's going to be as high of a value. I think people are going to be covering him. Um, I think OBJ's volume is going to increase. Jarvis Landry is for sure the number one. Um, and you're forgetting, too, they have Kareem Hunt in the backfield and Nick Chubb. So that's a lot. That's already right there. You know they're going to force feed Kareem Hunt, which is one guy that's getting more care, more touches now in passing. And they're going to try to get Odell the ball because that's been their game plan since they got Odell. Yeah, I believe. Like, and it's the Ravens' defense. Sorry. If, so. if you do look at, like, they are, like, if you compare the Broncos and the Browns' offense, they are kind of similar in that they have weapons. However, I think the game style is, is is different. I think the offensive coordinator Stefanski uh is going to want to run the, the ball a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of two tight end sets which will allow Kareem Hunt to get out and be used almost as that tight end that kind of underneath. Mm-hmm. Um so I do like the pick. I don't think Austin Hooper is a stardom this week, especially like you said against Baltimore's defense who was great last year and all they've done is add pieces and improve yeah no and that's the thing too i think that hunts a much going to be much better utilized than philip Lindsay is in in denver um not to say Lindsay's not getting the ball i think he's getting some touches but um i don't know i think melvin gordon can do it all uh you know so he's going to be their guy they're going to want to give him the ball anytime they're going to give it to a running back um that's why it's not, he's not as, Lindsey's not as much of a, uh, I guess, a presence in, on the team that Kareem Hunt is. Kareem Hunt is a presence, and you want to get him the ball. Besides, it's pretty dangerous. Um, So we're going to do, we're going to do hot takes. Uh, we got plenty of time, so. But um, I think first, I just want to talk about some different things. Um, Another running back that got moved, um. I want to talk about Adrian Peterson with the Lions. What is that going to do for the Redskins, and what is that going to do for the Lions? So, right, Tommy, so you're the running back expert. So, I was high on Antonio uh, Gibson. Gibson uh, that the Washington football team decided to sign um, in a draft. Uh, I liked him in college. He showed some flashes. You know, nice scat back PPR guy. Um, Ron Rivera had already made statements early in training camp that this guy showed a lot of flashes, not to say that he is the same talent as Christian McCaffrey, but has the same type of assets um, that he can be used as, you know, the, the, the same way that Ron Rivera liked to use McCaffrey last year. He plans on using Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Um, I think it frees up a lot of touches because we all know Adrian Peterson is uh, defeating Father Time right now, and he still shows that he can still run the ball. Not as great as he did, obviously. He all day. Yeah, he, he, he's a beast. He, <laughs> yeah, he's, put, he, he is. Put him anywhere on any team, and he's going to get He's going to eat up carries. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it definitely decreases value. Now I'm screwed because I have Swift and he was my RB2. Right, so players that were so, already uncomfortable that drafted mm-hmm. Carry on Johnson and uh, – 
uh, DeAndre Swift, you're even more uncomfortable now. Yeah, uh, now Adrian Peterson, really he's gonna, he, he's getting touches. He's yeah. getting the ball. Mm-hmm. And while, again, he's not a pass catcher, he's going to be getting all the groundwork. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little rough. Um, I think people should still have faith in Swift, not so much carry-on, because carry-on was going to be the ground guy in this situation. Right. Um, but it's going to be a three-headed monster. I think for the Redskins, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to say this again. I'm still, I like Bryce Love. Bryce Love was an elite talent in college. I don't really understand why he's not being utilized. They See, he was drafted, I guess it's because they just they drafted under a different coach. Um, I think a different GM too, actually, right? I'm not sure. Oh, I forget. I don't know who they had. But regardless, the guy's a good football player on a Bad team. And he had that one injury that set him back the whole year. They knew that they were, by taking him, they were going to wait on him. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see how the season goes. Gibson's definitely opening up as the clear one RB1 for them. I think he's a guy, too, you want to own. Usually Redskins running backs or anyone on a Redskins besides McLaurin is iffy. You don't really want to grab him. Right. I think you could start Antonio Gibson safely as a flex. Now... Who are you starting if you have Leonard Fournette? Gibson or Fournette? Week Still week Gibson. one? Still Gibson. I'm starting week Gibson week one. Yeah. That's another guy, actually. That's a very good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely bad. Uh, me and James are looking at backup running back starters now. James a little bit more so than me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the whole Adrian Peterson trade? Um, uh, I mean, he's going to yet again... A situation where they have two running backs. Um, like I said, like like Tim said, it's a three hundred three headed monster. I feel like you're not, you don't have Adrian Peterson and not use him. Yeah. Like he just, he, I don't see it happening. He's gonna be, if anything, he's gonna be that that first. Even like if I could see him even being a first down back. I mean, Carry On Johnson's always 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 hurt, always getting hurt. At, at some point in the season, it could be Swift and Adrian Peterson only. Like carry on Johnson is always getting he's always on the IR. So well, that's that was kind of Tim's take. Yeah. So I guess you pretty much disagree. Yeah. With the think, fact yeah. that the person that gets hurt the most out of that trade is carry on Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I think Swift's value definitely took a hit, but um, I just think that they drafted Swift for a reason. Uh, they want him involved. They're gonna force him in. Um. They don't like carry on Johnson at all. That's why the, even last year you could look back. They tried to keep uh, C.J. Anderson on board, but C.J. Anderson was washed up. Bo Scarborough got Bo some work. Bo Scarborough got they some work. Him, they just put him uh, even Ty Johnson. Yeah. Ty Johnson. Who's yeah. Ty Johnson? Yeah, yeah. You know who? Like, and you put him in, and you just yeah. Well, that was when carry on was hurt, but no, t- even before that, but they Ty Johnson been, was getting. Work. They did not want carry on starting. They don't like carry on Johnson. Matt Patricia, I don't think likes carry on Johnson. Um, yeah, I just I'm not. I carry on Johnson is useless. I think at this point, you might as well, you know, if you could trade him, trade him. I thought you were gonna say drop him. No, not drop him. You could trade him. Uh, Swift. I would even try trading Swift if you can, but I don't think anybody's gonna take him at this point. Now, let's say you're in a draft. For those that are drafting, this is the last week of drafts, obviously, before the season. Uh, you're in the eighth round. You're not so comfortable about the running backs that you drafted. 
And Adrian Peterson, Carryon Johnson, and DeAndre Swift are all available. Who are you drafting? Swift, I'm still taking Swift. Swift. Yeah. So we all agree that Swift is. There's a reason he was drafted. He's got a higher ceiling. Yeah. He's got a way higher ceiling. His the problem with Swift is this this, I think his his ceiling remains the same. Um, I think he's more talented at this point than uh, the others. Adrian Peterson. I think he's gonna. I think they brought him in kind of to teach him as well. They, they know say, Swift. This the may guy end up him. helping Swift in the long run. Yeah, I think Swift this season's value is hit. Um, his ceiling's still the same. Yeah, his floor got lowered. Yeah, I, That's I the just. Thing. I also see it as you bring in you bring in a guy like Adrian Pearson. You can just it's. You learn everything from him. Yeah, yeah it's a plug and, and that's play. why it's going to be big. He's a mentor. I, yeah, I just and think I think that's, that's part of the just, reason. Yeah, it's it's an upside for Swift because he's going to sit, not sit, but like he's gonna he's gonna learn from one of the best. Yeah, he gets to learn. He gets to play alongside of. He's getting the ball over Carry On by far. Carry On will probably have the least touches. I think it's. I think the split's going to be still Swift getting the most touches. Yeah, um, I think that. Adrian Peterson is probably going to be second. Carry on Johnson will have the least. Yeah. For week one, though, it's going to be a direct split between Carry on oh, and, and Adrian Peterson. You could kiss Swift out of the lineup. Don't even try to put him in this this week. Um, Swift's not not playing at all. He'll probably no, get like. I mean, he's going to play. He'll get. I, I, I can say if you're going to give him, if you break down the running back snaps by percentage, he's going to have probably like twenty percent of the snaps. No, he's he's going to be he's going to be eased into it. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of these rookies are probably going to be eased into. Yeah, they it are. Because the thing is, is that there was no preseason football. Yeah. That's a whole other thing too. There's no preseason football, mm-hmm. so this is that's their why legitimate they, NFL first NFL well, game. Said the same that's thing about Mar- Clyde. Too. Mar- yeah, yeah, Clyde. Clyde Clyde's getting eased in. Uh, Daryl Henderson. Daryl, sorry, Daryl Williams, not Daryl Henderson. Daryl Williams is is uh, going to be splitting carries with Clyde. Um, Marlon Mack is starting over Jonathan Taylor. He's they're going to be splitting as well. Malcolm Brown is starting over Cam Akers. So. This is more of a James and Tim conversation. Now, James, you have as your RB1 and your RB2, Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers. Yeah. All right. We've been shitting on you <laughs> since the draft because of this. I love the picks. I think the to start the season, you're going to have some, some issues. Marlon Mack is named the starter. We all know Jonathan Taylor is better than Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers is sitting behind Malcolm Brown right now as a starter. Yeah. And we all know that Cam Akers is better than Malcolm Brown. Yeah. DeAndre Swift was sitting behind Carrion Johnson, mm-hmm. now Adrian Peterson. But we all know that DeAndre Swift is better than Adrian Peterson in his current situation and Carrion Johnson. Yeah. Therefore, how do you guys feel? How is this going to play out for you? So, Are you comfortable? Do you I'm, feel I, all right? So one thing, one thing's first is that the Jonathan Taylor one, I'm I'm comfortable with. I I'm going to start Jonathan Taylor no matter what because only only because the the they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. If they weren't playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, then I'm iffy. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are garbage. So you're confident that Jonathan Taylor is getting the I'm work. confident that once Jonathan Taylor gets the ball in his hands that first time, it's going to be. Oh crap! This guy's legit. Keep him in. He's gonna run all over the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's gonna, he's I I predict that he's pro, he's projected what four, fourteen points? Yeah, fourteen points on the uh, fantasy points to score week one, and he's not the starter. Yeah, I just want to mention this about that with yeah. Marlon Mack. Here we go. 
I, I'm starting Marlon Mack this week. Okay. The only reason why is because Montgomery is most likely not going to play. Which but if you're reason. in a, if you're in that situation where you got a running back like that, I would say start Mack, even though he's not projected a lot of even points. Even if you have Mack as the handcuff over uh, over Taylor, um, I would start Mack this week over Taylor. But James, but you can... it's I think it's going to be pretty even no matter what. I Cam, just, Cam I, Akers, I'm staying that, with. All right, now going to that one, which I was going to get to was. That with Cam Makers, that's one thing where his project his projection went down, I think four points. He went from thirteen scoring thirteen to nine. Yeah, but projections also. All right, don't I know mean, projections are project. They don't mean jack shit. But the thing is, is that they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. That's a whole. Yeah. That's a whole mm-hmm. different story. Better so defense, I'm thinking with with me, is that I I mean my whole entire. Rosters as of right now are backup running backs. That's not good, but I'm I'm thinking about sitting Cam Makers and playing Tevin Coleman because mm-hmm. I know Tevin Coleman's going to split carries with Mo- Moiser, wherever mm-hmm. his name is. <laughs> Still can't say his, <laughs> can't say his name. Don't <laughs> he care. Says moist dirt. Don't care. Every, every moist day. moist dirt. Well, anyway, I, I'm st- I'm going to start probably end up starting Tevin Coleman just because. I think they're just gonna there's they're going upside. they're going they're going to share. Yeah, there's high yeah. upside. So I, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take him. I mean, it's a weak Arizona Cardinals defense. And, by the way, yeah, it kind kind of is. I mean, they got they got what's his face, um, Chandler Jones, Chan- Chandler Jones, and uh, uh, Simmons, Simmons now too. We always forget about that. That um, doesn't help you stopping the run. Yeah, but I mean the guys the guys all over the fucking field. So he's he's I feel like he he gets past the past the D line. Yeah. Simmons is gonna be there and tackle him. Yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm gonna take him because Tevin Coleman. I want to put Tevin Coleman in because he he's obviously a pass catching back as well. So I can get the I can get the PPR points and I'll I'll be fine with that. So we all agree that Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, and Jonathan Taylor. Our must-own running backs. They're going to be shaky the first couple weeks. Let them get involved. I would say by like week four or five. Kind of a similar situation with Leonard Fournette. Um, They're going to get majority of the touches on their teams. You don't get drafted in the first, second, third, fourth round as a running back to not play. play. It's just maybe fifth, sixth, seventh round as as a running back. You may be questionable on touches. But the first four rounds of the draft. And not when you're going to teams that genuinely don't have, like, these elite talent running backs. You know, right, these teams right. drafted these guys early for a reason. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much. Um, I wouldn't worry about about Akers. I wouldn't worry about Taylor. Uh, Swift, there's a little worry. Um, but I wouldn't do anything crazy. Um, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you, I'm starring him. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not starting Swift this week. Uh, I have James White. I think James White is a uh, top very, fifteen PPR back. Very this year. safe. Very safe. He was yeah, James White. Floor. James White was RB eighteen in PPR last year. Right. That's, I mean, the only thing that's a little different now is the quarterback situation. We don't know how they're gonna run the offense. I think it's gonna be the same exact way, man. I kind of feel like he actually might get more touches. Yeah. Being you know. With, with this offense, he's the most yeah. trustful guy, and trustworthy he's, guy. In reality, as much of a third down back as he is, and that guy, he is their RB one. He's getting the offense is team captain. Is James too. White's offense. It's it, it's mostly run through him. Sony Michelle is not as talented as him, and uh, 
you know, Damian Harris, we'll see what he turns into when he gets healthy. Yeah. And Rex Burkhead's, you know, he's non-existent. Yeah, right now. I just feel he's like a, he's annoying. For, for he's just reason, there. Yeah, yeah he's for some reason, years. I just think that 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 running back for the, the running back backfield for the Patriots is just it, it moves. It won't, yeah, but for James, three weeks will be James White, and then the, the next week will be Sony Michelle, and then the next week James, will be Rex Burkhead. Do you know how many? Do you know how many games last year in PPR that James White scored under ten points? No, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I think James White is the better back. He scored all of them. only three games. Only three games last year did he score under ten points PPR, and that's solid output, especially no, as is. a especially as a flex play. So if you need to plug that guy in as an RB two because you have a bye week or you have Swift because you're an idiot or you know anything like that what we were talking about Fournette gets traded if you need to plug white in for Fournette week one James White is is always a solid flex solid player. solid option he's not pretty uh it's not like a a wow pick but like uh, you said he'll get you 10 points he could help you yeah he could help you win that week for sure he's he's definitely a guy who could uh who could help you win games in, in fantasy, and that's important because you, you can't let games get away from you, you know, because one week you have all these buys. You're like, oh, I'll just lose this one, but then someone gets hurt, and, you know. So is this your hot take then, James White, RB1? J- James White? Nah, James – I think James White – my hot take for James White is is RB top, – top 15 RBs. Top 15 at the but end for, of the season. For PPR. I think he improves a little bit from last year's RB18 finish. So going – just – because we're talking about we were talking about my team real quick about the Jonathan Taylor and, and Acres. I think with my team in general, I think I'm gonna make up those points with them them being they're sharing carries and everything. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end up with my receivers making up those points, which goes to my hot take. Yeah. And I'm saying that Marvin Jones is gonna go off against the Bears for this week one hot this take. is week Got one it. hot take I'm saying that Marvin Jones is going to finish the game with two touchdowns with over 150 yards receiving the only reason I say that is because Kenny Galladay is going up against Kyle Fuller and they know that Kenny Galladay is, is a very good receiver so yeah, they're, they're going to shift they're, the defense they're going to yes they're going to shift the defense towards Kenny Galladay which is going to leave more targets for for uh Marvin Jones. I don't I'm not going to I don't if I had to make a prediction on how many targets he he gets, how many receptions, I want to say I want to say he ends up he ends up finishing with 5 to 7 for, for the game. So how many yards are you getting? I'm I'm saying he's going to say like 100 um, 155 to 160. Over under over under 100 150 yards receiving for the over, game. Over 150. Over under one and a half touchdowns for Marvin Jones. Over. Wow. All right. So Big. Marvin Jones is a start for you. Let me. Yeah, he's uh, my flex. I'll, so we'll go this way. So my week one hot take: Austin Eckler, RB one, RB one, 185 yards, three total touchdowns for Austin Eckler. Three wow. total touchdowns. Three total touchdowns, oh. 185 yeah, yards. And RB one. It's so a weak, weak Cincinnati total defense. Rushing and receiving. Total uh, about receptions. No total total touchdowns, 185. Yeah, total uh, total yards. yards. What? How many receptions do you think he's gonna get? Uh receptions. I'll say, we'll say nine receptions. Nine to see it. Nine to twelve ish, probably would be my range for nice receptions. Range. 
and I'll give him probably about That's twelve to fifteen. Points. I'll give him twelve to fifteen carries. I think Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson are gonna get some mixed in for the other like fifteen or so carries. Um, I'll do my hot take. It goes to the Jacksonville backfield. Uh, I'm not gonna do a stat prediction, but I'm gonna say James Robinson. For guys that uh, are looking at that backfield to see if it's appealing, I'd say James Robinson over Ozigbo. I don't like Ozigbo. Don't really know much about him, but this Robinson guy, this is getting a lot of hype from the GM. They said uh, Robinson played a part in their trade with Fournette. They said that he had a small gap between him and Fournette, skill-wise, that they saw in training camp. Uh, Marone, Doug Marone, said that uh, he actually has never seen that from another running back that close to Fournette in practice. So what's your prediction on performance? Uh, it's a tough one to predict for so a we're, guy we're, that's going to split carries, but I'm saying that he's going to – I'm saying he's going to prove himself as he should be the number one guy in Jacksonville. So your hot take is he's going to overcome everybody and yep. come out of week one being the starter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think well, Chris <laughs> like Thompson's going to be thrown in there with the passing game, but running-wise, yeah. I think he's going to be – he's going to prove himself as he's the number one guy in Jacksonville. Mm, Tommy? Uh, my hot take has a little bit to do with my personal uh, team, my personal fantasy team. It also has to do with the first game of the season. We're going to kick it off hot with Deshaun Watson versus Pat Mahomes. I can't wait. Thursday night football. Um, as we speak, we're actually watching the game from last year. Um, my hot take is the Texans beat the Chiefs Ooh. first game. I think uh, Brandon Cooks has a big game. I think David Johnson shows, hey, I'm back. Uh, they have a similar offense as they did last year. They, they are missing DeAndre Hopkins. But they filled that void with Brandon Cooks, and they got a stud uh, running back over what they were using last year, which was uh, Carlos Hyde, who performed pretty well uh, with the circumstances. Um, nice. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be anything you know out of the ordinary. I do think the Texans win by uh, about four points. Wow. That's, that's a bold one right that's there. That's a bold one. Uh, they clearly have a weakened team this year. You guys have uh, we're starting to run out, run up to the hour mark. Um, do you guys have any hot takes for the season as a whole, or is it? All right, so this isn't a hot take for the season. Uh, well, kind of the season, but I want to say starting week one for the rest of the season. This is Chase Claypool's breakout game that just shows that he's. Yeah. He's going to be a, a legit receiver in this in this league. I just think that he's going to bowl out against the Giants with the weak corners they have, with his completely like upside of jumping over corners, grabbing that ball. The 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 fact that he could throw Ben Roethlisberger can throw a lob in the corner of the end zone, and you know that he's going to grab it. I just think that he's gonna he's gonna show up week one. He's gonna he's gonna work work his ass off. And he's gonna be, he's gonna be a solid receiver, and he's gonna show that he's a solid receiver for the rest of the rest of the season. I actually have a similar one, uh, and I, again going back to one of my guys on the Texans, uh, Brandon Cooks. I think the same exact thing you're gonna see by the end of Thursday night's game who the clear number one is on that team. I think Brandon Cooks uh, is gonna end up taking over as the number one, whereas a lot of people right now believe it's gonna be Will Fuller. 
uh, I have a feeling Brandon Cooks, uh, it's his time to shine. Okay. Um, I'm going to make another hot take about one of my players, too. Uh, it's Devontae Parker. I'm gonna go out and say I think this guy's the real deal. I've been saying this since Dude, last he's got, year. Joe, he's got the hardest schedule in football for yeah. receivers right now. He's okay. he's ranked thirty two. But this guy is an animal. <laughs> Did you watch him play last year? I, you know, get get I out of here. I think he's top, top ten wide receivers. All right, okay. Yep. This, this season. That's your hot take. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker top ten. Top 10. Jesus. Either what area poo, in the what top a poo-poo pick. This guy Joe talking about this guy Joe constantly has poopy bro, diapers. What are you saying? He's, <laughs> diapers he's in his team his team bro. his team should just be the, bro, the full diaper. Dude, the full what are you diaper. talking about? You're you're what do you what do you think terrible. what do you think the worst team that you guys own this year is? The worst team that I've owned in it, all my years? Uh Three years ago, but like that was the first year. James, what about you? James, what do you think yours is? Last year, hands down. Really? You don't think it's this year? <laughs> nah, I don't know. Dude, my receivers are so freaking legendary, it's not even funny. Legendary, you said that yeah. last year too though. Yeah, nah, got, well, I mean I had, I had I had a lot of hurt like a lot of injuries and plus luck with his retirement really screwed me too, so I just think that hands down with Dak Prescott and those receivers that they're gonna make up, they're gonna make up with over my receiver play, yeah. on my running back play. All right, um, no, it's, all right. no, it's interesting because you know it, a lot. I've seen a lot and of including mixed, my tight end. I've seen a lot of uh, mixed results with teams. Um, and our league is a lot different than other leagues. Like our teams, I guarantee you, will not look like any other leagues. Like you will not see anything similar. You know, like people, most people, in like. If you have an early pick, you're going to end up with, you know, like uh, DJ Moore and probably like McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, someone like that if you're earlier. Yeah. Um, And your receivers are going to be like, you know, you're most likely going to have DJ Moore or Melvin Gordon, Eckler as your RB2 or something or Drake. You know, ours are way different. You have Tommy with loaded all these guys that are going in the third or fourth round as RB2s. Yeah. That just because they're workhorses and Tommy likes that, you know, so yeah. it's. It's it's crazy. It's gonna be definitely an interesting one. If you guys um, like our content, please don't forget to go check out the website every week from here on out. Uh, we do this because we love it. We do it for fun. It, it this is we get a rise out of doing this. Um, every week we're gonna be putting up articles, stardoms, sitoms, um, waiver advice, who to drop, who to add. Uh, get ahead of everybody else listen to us we know what we're talking about we're not we're not just feeding you what everybody else is feeding you it's going to be like tim said a little bit different because we all have our own biases there's certain things that we like certain things that we don't yeah no we're uh, not and you see it in the way we draft you like again you just see where me and james go immediately for those power receivers and stuff at the positions we were in tommy goes rb heavy joe likes a more balanced roster yeah with uh, you know, good flex plays on the bench, you know, it's 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 different. It's definitely going to be. Um, and are we going to go past the hour mark on this one? Or no, nah, I think nah, we'll pull it. Okay. Uh, if you guys really like the episode, uh, subscribe, follow, and rate us, us too. Put us or put a review in. We're on yeah, Apple we're on and Apple. we're on we're on Spotify. I most people listen to us on Spotify. Um, but anyway, yeah, put a. Uh, Give us a rating or review, uh, write something, 
Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we've our podcast actually has been growing in viewership too so far. So um, again, check us website, out Instagram. Check out the website. Uh, check out Instagram at PGR Football. www dot pregameritual dot com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. And we'll have our waivers and our stardom sitems. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I think we're gonna sign off for this one. Uh, hopefully, you got some good week one advice, and we'll see you for week two.